There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Music for the Mind, episode two. This episode is called Music for the Heart. Today we have our very first official guest to our podcast, a very special guest and dear friend, Mr. Simon Russell-White from Brisbane Groove Metal Masters, Massic. Jake and I are over the moon to have you with us today. Welcome, Simon. Thank you guys so much. It's great to be here. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here for our first guest for Music for the Mind, Simon. It's an honor to have you here with us, so let's get straight into things. We've titled this episode Music for the Heart, and for a good reason. Can you tell us about your recent life-changing experience involving your heart? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, the start of December last year, I was uh, a, a guy who likes to keep in shape these days and was uh, going for my morning run and um, had what they call an aortic um dissection which is another way of saying my aorta exploded uh, which is next to my heart and uh, just happened instantaneously um, was unexpected no no symptoms prior Um, and um, it was absolutely well you know at the time it was just sort of survival mode a lot of subconscious came in um, in in and out of consciousness and things like that but I was uh, lucky to have some people around me at a very good timing um and um i got to emergency and uh prince charles hospital with the hands of god saved me and uh i'm still here so it's uh almost six months now and it's been i i have no words for what it's done to me personally it's amazing um the trend that uh the transition in my mindset and things like that's been phenomenal so yeah i'm, I'm very grateful to be here so yeah. We're very grateful that you are still here. Thank I still you. remember the morning I saw the news, as they say. I feel like I'm singing a song. The morning I turned on the news. Mm. And, but I flicked on Facebook and, and saw that it had happened. And, yeah, it was a really, I mean, obviously a really hard time for you and your family, but also for your extended music family and, and everyone that knows you and mm. loves you. Um, so it must have been an incredibly scary and life-changing moment. Um, obviously, you, you, as you have said, you had amazing support and strength from people around you um, at the hospital, your family, friends. But then there's also music, mm. so, uh, which I know you have a deep passion for. How did music help you through your process of healing? Um, interestingly enough, um, when I woke up out of my coma um, – I haven't really talked about this much, but one of my favourite bands dropped two new tracks and they're a band called Every Time I Die from Buffalo, New York. And uh, the irony in that itself, (laughs) (laughs) I love those guys so much. And um, they released two new tracks that day, the day of the um, waking up and my wife and a few friends uh, got hundreds of messages. It was just so crazy and overwhelming. And um, to 
so that first and foremost was like sort of one of my first sort of memories of like oh my goodness like how how great's that like and it was so simple because I was going through something so dramatic but oh one of my favorites is you know so I just clung to those tracks you know and then it really started to set in of how long we're going to be in hospital and and I just had the headphones on the entire time. It was amazing, you know, because there's a lot going on around in a public hospital and yeah. they're amazing people, but you're just sitting there healing, you know, and um, apart from sort of my mind going, what, you know, looking down and got a big, big fresh scar and all this. Oh and gosh, uh, I yeah. clung on to some, some crazy cool music and had some friends giving me some good stuff. So that was really, I clung on to what I already knew would, put me in a good headspace and yeah I just had some new tracks there though it was the best <laughs> yes so, absolutely yeah. and it's I guess it was good to have something to take your mind off yeah um you know music for the mind mm. it, it helped take your mind away from such a harsh reality of something that had happened that was yeah. so life-changing to just tune into that music and enjoy the new tracks and yeah and it, that sort of thing absolutely it was like meditation yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah, crazy cool songs and they both had a little bit different but um and then obviously that's what music does you know it calms me it, it it centers me and it centers everyone that's passionate about it and you start thinking about the future and what a great platform to think about your life onwards from something like that you know it was absolutely. cool absolutely 100 percent so that kind of segues into my question. I know you already said every time I die. So was there a certain type of music or artist that would frequently come to mind or that you'd frequently listen to to help you through this time? Um, yeah, I, I, I went back to um, like bands like At The Drive-In. Um, a band broke up, uh, the Dillinger Escape Plan broke up. So inadvertently the Acacia Strain came, became my favourite band through that because <laughs> I love them so much. But um, at the time as well, my band, um, you mentioned Massic earlier, we, we had some, some demos and we, we've got like a whole album sitting there and sort of we're just fleshing the last part out of it. So I managed to sort of get my headphones on and sort of have actual time because I was just there from busy person to nothing. I was like, oh, I'll just have a listen to these songs and just make sure we can't improve these a little bit more. And we had one song that we ended up redoing and um, I started thinking about some more lyrics and other ideas. So I really took the time to sort of delve into some things that I normally don't have time for as well with um, music influences um, and um, really going through like back catalogues of some bands and those bands in particular and like really just sitting and listening for a while yeah so i did that with those particular bands indeed yeah so, so you you were even really efficient even in your <laughs> most dying times absolutely yeah because it's it's just you're there literally laying there trying to stay out of pain i couldn't use any of my chest yeah and so yeah, it's quite an extreme way for the universe to decide you needed to have a rest and focus on some creative things and musical yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. Like we'd rather not you have to go through that ever again. But it is nice that you had time sure. to do some of that. So yeah. that's that's and a being cool so thing. productive in the meantime. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good on you. <laughs> Yes, no rest so for the wicked or something. Not yeah. much else to do in <laughs> hospital. The nurses are amazing. The food's amazing. So yeah, and there's, you know. There's so much talking going on around you, so you sort of have to go into yourself a little bit. And yeah. Yeah, I went there, went to all where I always go, and that's listening to music. Mm. Perfect, yeah. So. yeah. Totally. Mm. <clears throat> so the Brisbane music scene is tight, banding together in times of need. How has the community come to aid for you during this time, and 
would you tell us about SciFest as well? Absolutely. Well, uh, from I'm originally from Victoria and uh, from the East Coast, the whole East Coast seemed to um, either text, message me or other. Um, and a lot of those people obviously in the local music scene. And um, I got told that SciFest was being organised while I was still in a coma. So that that gives an idea of the sort of the out the outreaching the support and how quickly that became yeah. a thing yeah and yeah i was told there was including yourself shan that there was three or four people there in sort of integral and oh, we've got to do something for simon and it's just like oh well you know and i can't i can't put into words what this means for me and my family and what it's done it's you know because money does come into things and it's um i've got two we've got me and my wife i've got two children and it replenished that but the overwhelming support part was just insane in the in the form of SciFest, which our, our buddy crispy from heavy mag he um um he's always we've been known each other for a few years but he was just so gung-ho at getting this organized and then the bands that played it was just like a no-brainer and then to hear that like other bands wanted to play but there was too many and you're like oh man like just the, the support and and the local stuff the local scene itself, like I've, always, I've been lucky to be a part of it since I've been in Brisbane last eight years. But when it comes down to the the crunch of things, it's you know who your people are, and um, that's that. SciFest was incredible. It was overwhelming, surreal experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine how it would have felt for you, like because how it felt for all of us even was a very emotional, mm. um, but really special time. And even now, I'm getting shivers like as we're talking about it because when it first happened I had people reaching out to me going what can we do to raise funds for Simon and what can we do and it was just it was overwhelming even for like for you of course but for all of us to just it was everyone Mm. wanted to help everyone wanted to play yeah all the bands wanted to play like we could have had a a 10-day festival (laughs) almost that's maybe a slight exaggeration but you know um so it was a huge success for all involved first and foremost it was successful in helping you at your time of need and also showing you the true spirit and love from the music scene for you but also for your band Masic as well so you did talk a little bit about um, Masic mm-hmm. and what you're doing. Um, so tell us some more about Masic. When did Masic begin? I've said Masic so many times now. That's it fine. sounds like I'm saying the wrong word. <laughs> I'm just going to move away from saying the actual band name. When did the band begin? What's the band up to now? Like, tell me what's happening from yeah. the beginning to, to now. So a short history was it's been going just over five years now. So I met um, Chris Butler, who's the main he's the main writer of the band. And uh, we met at our kids' daycare centre, and I was wearing amazing. A, uh, That's so metal. <laughs> wearing a Pantera <laughs> shirt, and Chris has got a really deep voice, and he's big, tall fella, and yeah. he's hey mate, nice shirt, you know, that's a cool shirt, and that was that, and we just sort of become mates. We actually saw each other again, picking up our kids at the same time, and they were in the same class together in primary school for a bit, and. Um, He's like, we just sort of kept in contact. And at the time I was in um, a band called Evil Eye and uh, we needed a fill-in, needed a bass player. And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, that sounds good. And Chris is great. He's either he doesn't or he does want to do things. It's black and white. It's great. You know, he's (laughs) so down the line and um, knows what he wants. And he's like, oh, you know. So anyway, moving forward, um, I left Evil Eye and he's like, he was a fill-in guy. So he's like, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll just sort of, filling in so that's that and um he's like oh, i've got these songs 
Oh, cool. Okay. I, I like songs. I like metal songs. I like well-written ones. And it's just as soon as I heard them, I'm like, wow, I was going to stop doing music forever. Um, I just sort of had a, had enough of it after Evil Eye and not because of the guys. Just I just had enough of it personally. And then he presented me with these songs. I'm like, oh, God. And moving forward, that is, we uh, managed to get hold of Shane. Um, through actually a weird way actually uh, he's in another band where actually I was talking to another guy in his old band and Shane just sort of applied and that was that and um, Alan actually recorded our first album we had some drama troubles and um, he recorded our first album he's actually recorded the second one as well and Rashid just I love that I loved him in Parallax and love him mm. in Parallax I saw them at um, the zombie walk there's this dude covered in blood just like playing his bass the way he does oh my god Shane was friends with Rashid. We needed a bass player and Rashid said yes. So that's the band in its entirety now. Moving forward, we're on our second album, um, about to release it. We've been sitting on it for a little while, um, but now it's sort of coming to fruition and by the end of the year it's going to be out and I'm going to tie them down and we're going to get (laughs) this done because it's cool and it's needs to be out in the ether because I'm really proud of it. So do you have a rough release date or is that... You're not going to commit to anything there? No, I'm, I'm totally committing okay. before December. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be a perfect Christmas present exactly, for all, yeah. your, all the, the massive yeah, bands. Yeah, stocking filler or whatever they call it. Yeah. yeah. So that's and, the aim. Yeah. And there's plans for a tour around that? Yeah. 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 So that's all in the process now. Do a film, clip, film clip and all that. Yeah. Uh, I want to put it to vinyl. I'll pay for them myself if I have to. But um, yeah. <laughs> but now looking, really looking forward to it. It's got some more melody in it it's got a little bit of singing Rashid stepped up and doing a bit of more backing vocal which is very cool I haven't had for 18 years I'm so happy because I can sort of breathe a bit works well with my health as well yes um it's just I've never been so proud of a set of music in my 21 years I've been doing this and I just know it it it's had a lot of good you know it's hard to say oh, you know we busted our asses but it's it's been a labor of love it's so good and um, we're very proud of it yeah i can't wait to show everyone that is exciting everyone's going to be very excited yeah, yeah. um so in in saying that how has what you've been through changed things within the band like obviously like you say it's nice that you can have a bit of a breather you've got mm. Rashid doing some backup vocals and stuff what else has sort of changed since um physically um, I go by people that have, um, my surgeons, obviously there was the talk of what I can and can't do. And, um, what happened to me was so rare, like so rare in the hundreds of millions of, of chances of it happening. You're literally a walking miracle. So <laughs> yeah, you should have a song. Yeah. Won the lotto big time. Yeah. You know, I get to s- exist. It's so crazy. And, um, um, they said, live your life, go do it. Just do everything you were doing, be in your comfort zone, all that great stuff. Just get amongst it. And um, as far as the band goes, I sort of developed a bit more breathing and sort of just being calmer as a person, my running and my fitness, just in everything, breathing techniques. And I reached out to a few people and um, tried to find the person that had a busted aorta on the internet. They don't exist because they don't survive. So that was kind of limited. Yeah, Um, Yeah. But, you know, we talked about like with my surgeons, we sort of, um, they had a guy that had been really sick with a heart problem and he returned to singing in his band and they sort of, the live show is like a run. It's kind of the same sort of um, cardio Energy workout. Level. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I, we played two shows two weeks ago. They were the first shows in six months and I felt really, really good. 
one because I've been looking after myself and I'm basically equipped with this like amazing mechanical thing inside me. Um, but it's cool having Rashid off to the side for a bit of a bit of a breathing thing there. But um, yeah. as soon as the music starts, though, you go into a different place and you just got to kind of pull. I, I guess I'm more mindful of that now, just sort of relaxing and breathing, but just taking it in. That's yeah. the biggest change, like actually seeing it for what it is. And yeah. There are people in front of me and they like my band and my guys are smiling and everyone loves everyone. And I've had some moments where I just, they're just so vivid now is where I may have missed that in the past. Yeah, that's yeah, the right. biggest part. That's just like eyes wide open. Like you're soaking it all in even Absolutely. more so than before. Yeah. That's a really wonderful thing. And it I really think is. there was... Um, that new music doco that Dave Grohl's done, What Drives Us, and they interview, there's an old interview with Anthony Kiedis and they're talking about when you're on stage and he said a simple line that stuck with me, he said, there is no pain when you're on stage. Mm. So what no. you're talking about there, like just being in that moment yeah. and you just switch off to everything else and even though you know maybe you've got to take it a bit easier, mm. you just, you're in that moment. There's no pain. There's Absolutely. No, yeah, it's, it's a euphoria. Thing. It's Yeah. Yeah, I've been listening to a book at the moment and um, Chris Cornell said when he joined Audio Slave that he turned around during the Kachai's film clip and he had a video game moment when he turned around he's like, rage against the machine are behind me. <laughs> uh. You know, and with my guys, um, they did like a special edition release shirt for me that Rashid designed with a mechanical heart and that's it's for really sale. really cool, and, yeah. And the sci-fi shirts and it's just like, what is going on here? This is so, I'm just glad I'm here to see it. Yeah, That's absolutely. That's the best part. Yeah, yeah. So. well, we are too. Um, so moving on from music and your band into the more spiritual side of what you've just been through, um, tell us about that side of things. Like how do you feel about the spiritual side of life since this experience and how did you feel about it beforehand? Have your beliefs and thought patterns changed from previous to going through nearly mm. – you know, leaving Earthside. Yeah. I've, I've always been pretty open to um, spiritual um, experiences and things like that. My brother's fairly, he's a lot more in tune. He was a lot more in tune with these things earlier in life mm -hmm. is where I, in my later, sort of from my 30s, when I, when I started with children actually um, yes. with my wife and I took on our daughter and um, then we had our daughter and we lived in a, I've experienced things sort of like, wow, that's, there's unequivocal that just happened. Wow, what was that? And it's sort of spirit, like seeing something or experiencing something or feeling something. Um, what I experienced on um, in surgery will will never ever leave me. I had what they call. I've been learning about it, like a spirit guide, and that was someone who wow. spoke to me, and that was <gasps> crazy. Like. Um, and I'll never, and I've I've reached out to a few people who know more about this than I do, and mm. it was it was right there, and it was the co most comforting words I could have ever required before going under. Because at the time, I don't think I didn't think I was dying. I didn't think that this is the end. And I talked to someone about this, and they said you'd surrendered subconsciously, and it's like. Wow, that's I was coping with. I seemed to be coping with this fairly well, um, and then you wake up and it's 18 hours later and you're like, I literally woke up. Apparently I was in a really, really good mood <laughs> and rang my wife and she freaked out because I wanted my gl these glasses, these exact glasses back. Right. And um, I'm like, wow, something must have happened. <laughs> I've oh. got a big bandage on me. And then the 
that everyone comes over and they're like, this is what happened. Like, no, 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 no. Just tell me what happened. You don't need to. Anyway, back to the spiritual stuff. Um, I, I feel like I'm floating these days. I've, I'm just so immersed in everything and um, I've got some something going on around me that I, I cannot explain and I need not explain it. Um, clearly, there's, my path is set to be a certain way and I'm absolutely okay with that. And um, so being open to spirituality, I had read a, listened to a book by Eckhart Tolle called The Power of Now two months before, uh, not even, like four weeks before. And I think I couldn't have been in a better mindset for this if I'd ever tried. He talks about the pain body. He talks about yes, the, the spirits and yep. how spirits and the, the um, miracle of birth and all that. And I was sort of like... As far as beliefs go, like I think religions have their place and people um, get a lot of happiness and love out of them. Obviously, there's the other side, which we don't need to delve into. They're used in certain ways. But as far as my journey goes, I was sort of locked into, wow, that mindset's crazy. Like that really resonates with me. That could actually work. Like, yeah. you know, but I'm okay with being ignorant to it as well and just experiencing it for what it is instead of like delving into it. And then... I experienced what I experienced in those 18 hours and because um, it was eight hours surgery and 10 hours in a coma and there was a blip of time. Mm. And um, there's a couple of theories on what happens to you during that time and I'm eager to find out, but I'm in no rush to find out either. You know, I'm it's, here. Yeah. I'm, 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 you know, as I say, two steps, I see my feet two steps in front of me. That's enough for me. Yeah. yeah, for now. That's amazing. Yeah. But so amazing also <laughs> like the divinely ordered um, process, how you just happened to pick up that book yeah. or read mm. that book mm. a couple of weeks or a few weeks prior yeah. to going through something like this yeah. that almost gave you a small insight into some things that were then even clearer mm. after you went through what I'm just, I am just, <laughs> you can't see me because this is a podcast, but all the, hand, the hairs on my arms mm. are standing up and I'm covered in goosebumps <laughs> at the moment because it's yeah. just, it's a really big. Yeah, it's beautiful and inspiring. It's like making oh. me teary. Just yeah, yeah, about I'm it, hey. teary too. <laughs> I knew this was going to be an emotional yeah. podcast, this one, yeah, because, you know, I love you. And yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah. And that's another thing, I don't know, I've noticed, but... Um, you're very open with telling people you love them and stuff. Not that yeah. you weren't before that, but I feel like it's even more prominent now because it's like, you know what? Life is fucking yeah. short. Yeah. So tell people you love them Yeah. and be open about. Well, you know, uh, like I said, it's like a second life. And, uh, you know, what am, I, what am I trying to achieve here? Do I have to achieve anything? I don't know, like... I was talking to my buddy Toddy about it. We know Toddy very well. Um, he, you know, he's a drumming master, Toddy from King yes. Parrot and FUC. And um, he, he had a really good spin on it and we had a chat about it and um, my buddy Anthony as well. We had a chat about like, I, I've never been so sort of focused on myself. Like that's the weirdest part. It's like, oh, all this stuff, people are, to, are you talking about it. And you get a constant, you know, like people always ask you, how are you? I'm really good, man. I'm, I'm, oh, darling, I'm doing really well. You know, I'm sweet. How are you? And that yeah. started that process because it's repeat, it's repeat, repeat, repeat. And I'm actually feeling really, really good. So you start to go, okay, well, hey, I'm good. Thank you for asking. But two, how are you going? Because that really interests me. And I wholeheartedly want 
to focus on what are, how other people are going, you know, and that's been really, really good. So that's where a lot of that sort of sh- throwing it out there has come from because it's actually quite a distraction for myself as well. And I'm invested in a lot of friends and family, you know, and I see a lot of people that are very close to me and you see people struggle and um, I'm not struggling at all. Yeah. I'm here, I'm present and I don't know what, I don't know why I'm here, but part of that maybe is to sort of just spread it out a bit and just make sure my people around me are all good you know it's tough tough life sometimes it wasn't your time to go you've got more to do Mm. earthside apparently Mm. so so it's sort of giving that the respect it deserves yeah yeah crazy thing while i'm um just to go i really want to get this part i um made someone completely freak out um (laughs) my buddy anthony um blaney's a lovely dude sydney guy and um, he got me onto eckhart tolle's book and um he's he like you know how you messenger and like leave voice things like I do and um he's he's like dude you've got to listen or read this book you are ready that's what he said oh, wow. to me months before it happened that's the guy from your mate your mate bookings, bookings. Yeah, yeah. yeah Anthony he's and, lovely um, we used to mm. my old band Abra used to play shows with him mm. and um just sort of kept in contact and um I messaged him like hey dude you need to know something you put me in the right frame of mind. And he's just like, bro, don't do this. I'm on a train. Oh my God. Uh, I'm like, you're the reason, man, that (laughs) I may, I said, and and I was told by surgeons and doctors, I said, your attitude, your physical, um, your wellness got you through this. And Mm. it's like, what? Wow. (laughs) Absolutely crazy. Mm. Yes. Love it. But yeah, actually do interject on that kind of spiritual guide thing Mm. you were talking about. Was there any other out-of-body experiences or what was that spirit guide about? Is there, was there yeah. other, any other worldly beings that were in your experience um, during your operation? Or um, Let's just hop straight into it. The exact experience was they were about to put a um, basically a, a stented um, part into my groin and they sort of couldn't use anesthetic and I they whip my shorts off and it's like junk and nakedness <laughs> and what is going on and wow. you know self-consciousness yes, in yeah. and out of conscious you know all oh, that wow. all everything's buzzing and they're like we need to open you up and I'm like oh my god and apparently I freaked out a bit That's rightfully so yes and uh-huh. that happened it said on my report I had local anesthetic so that was good Right. So clearly I won the battle there <laughs> and I've got a nice, it's very neat scar actually. It's, they did a wonderful job for someone who may have been carrying on. And um, <laughs> I've lent back, sorry, lent to my left and um, laid back and I had my head up and there's this 10 to 12 foot tall being. I thought it was a surgeon, apparently not. And it was dark, yeah. it was browns, it was blacks. And it said to me, the exact words were, if I remember correctly, they were, um, Simon, you will wake up. Simon, you will survive this. You, this is not the end. You'll be okay. Something wow. I was like, and then boom, 18 hours later, I'm waking up and trying to call my wife. Wow. That's it in a nutshell. And that was that. And I sort of spun on that for a bit, again, being open to what I'd experienced and what I haven't, haven't experienced. It's all in front of you. Like, be it your mind taking over, whatever, it's still relevant because I don't profess to know what that's about. It could have been my brain shutting down or could have been a past life thing or I've got the rest of my life to figure that out. And that's what's really, really cool is the fact that 
I can sit here now and actually talk about it. Like that's what is, I, I feel like I'm in a dream. Yeah, mm. it's, it's so amazing. cool. It's <laughs> such an honour to have you talking about this oh. experience. It's just so amazing. Mm. Like I've heard my mum is a clairvoyant, mm. a medium, a healer. I've heard many stories over the years and mm. I've met some people, but to be sitting here with you right now and have you tell us that, it's just <laughs> thank you so much for yeah. sharing such profound. a special <laughs> moment. Like just yeah. crazy. Like just do – and another thing I wonder, could it have been, like you say, a spiritual guide or perhaps someone that's passed over – from your that, that knew you or from your family line or something because often yeah. some people believe that we have people that look over look over us Absolutely. and watch over us mm. like uh, grandfathers that have passed mm. or something like that yeah. did you get any energy that this was someone you knew or anything well at the time you thought it was perhaps a surgeon so i guess you yeah. didn't really know just because it looked like a presence yes that was and oh. there was many people in the room they said there was about 8 to 12 people in the room but Mm. for me it was and this is pretty wild Mm. for me it was like 50 and it was like and there was there was like surgeons look like surgeons nurses look like nurses nurses look like nurses you Mm. know there's um the the smocks there's the um, facial gear and a lot more with COVID and things like that Mm, and all out of protection there's gloves there's blues there's whites there's blacks there's and then it was like a sea of people and wow the only and again not proclaiming to know everything about it but i'd like to think it was my nan there and yep. my brother-in-law who um we lost a few years ago um i think i if i was to reach out to it it was my nan but um if she was there perhaps i don't know but whatever was going on they've always and i lost my nan in, um only in february last year I'm sorry. Yeah. um yeah and so and there's this thing with eight <laughs> oh, yes. the number eight and um, symbolic to you yeah so yep. to break it down um i wake up out of a coma december 8 um my i nearly lost my wife through complications as well um emergency um um uh, kidney surgery oh, years gosh. ago on january yeah. 8 so mm. she survived on february 8 i lost my nan on march 8 my daughter was born on april 8 my daughter was meant to be born and it's like they're all fitting. They're all in a row too. Wow. <laughs> all the eights. Yeah, it's like five in a row. Have you looked up what eight means with yeah. numerology? Yeah, like I, have you, yeah? What was it? It was like, in, like in, oh, I can't remember what it was. I should know this it too. It was like infinity or something. It was oh, like, wow. Like, wow. Yeah. It's yeah. Like all eights. Yeah. Wow, there's just so many layers to this. We could talk numerology. We could talk past life things. We could talk, oh, it's just, yeah, wow. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Yeah, let's probably keep it moving along so we can, we've got a few more questions to go through. So, did you believe in life after death beforehand? Uh, Do you believe in life after death now? Um, I've always been so curious about life after death. Mm. Um, I'm going to stick with Eckhart Tolle's way that the spirit lives on. And that um, you are either done in this world and that I can't answer what happens there, but there's like a cycle and that cycle continues until your life is complete and your spirit is wholesome and and done with this world and whatnot Um, in this realm as well, because we could go into that too. Mm. Um, But that's what I think happens. I hope it happens as well, because that's just so crazy. And it kind of explains deja vu. 
Yes, because <laughs> deja vu is a big thing. Yeah, and it's like I've been yeah, here before. Yeah, you've done it before. Yeah, so yeah. that's so life after death. I'm really, really unsure about, but I think there's a cycle. What happens after that cycle? I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I hope so. so. It didn't really change afterwards because you only just kind of picked up this new. I was in that ideology. Mindset. Yeah, 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 and that was just it. Really resonated with me. It wasn't a belief system. It just resonated. I'm like, and if I was to hope for anything, that would be it. What a cool way to if that's what it's all about. That's just mind-boggling that yeah. that's how it works, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like we could almost do a part two of this one. <laughs> this is There's yeah. so many layers here. Um, but bringing things back to music mm. again. So let's start at the beginning. What brought music into your life initially and when did you first discover metal music? Um, my mum had a few records, the usual tale, uh, parents um, or parent had uh, Queen, Cars, ABBA. Um, we had like five records and I used to run the cable from the stereo to, we had a really big kitchen and I'd run it all the way to the headphones <laughs> while doing dishes, menial tasks, music, menial Makes tasks. Makes it better. Music. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then um, I have an uncle who, he actually lives in Brisbane now. We live three doors up. He's nine years older than me. He's always been more of a brother. Yeah, right. He's a young uncle. Yep. And he loved Rage and he drummed in a band and he was the coolest dude ever and still is. And... Um, Every second Saturday, me and my brother, who's two years older than me, were allowed to go up to Nan's uh, and um, and uh, watch Rage with Uncle Paul. And nice. so we watched Rage and we were allowed to stay up, eat ice cream, drink drink um, whatever we wanted, um, you know, soft drink. We were young. <laughs> and um, so that was like Alice in Chains, Stone Temple Pilots, all the yes, Seattle bands, nice. Warrant. Yep. <laughs> even Warrant Poison, all those bands, and then it got a little bit Metallica, and then all the all the typical bands, you know, um, not a, not a ton of Australian bands that came a bit later, but just everything that was on Rage late at night, you know, that three hours, and um, that's where it really started for the whole sort of. But I went on my metal tangent, similar sort of. I like the meteor stuff, so. Um, and it went into more soul music, more jazz, more things like that, but more just more intensity in music, you know, a lot of different signatures, a lot of different notation, a lot of different, um, yeah, time signatures and things like that. So my uncle sort of planted the seed and I went on. My mum's a singer and I ended up in my first band because someone found out that my mum was a singer and no one wanted to do it and they said, you do it. Your mum's a singer. That means you can sing. <laughs> ah, was like, yes. Was By like, default, you should like be able to sing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to be a drummer and I drummed in a couple of bands but I wanted right. to continue drumming. Like I drummed in two EPs with my ex-fiance and we did all that And but the singer thing just keeps happening. So. Yes. <laughs> well, if you're meant to be out the front there doing it, then I guess yeah. it's happening. But so you can play drums as well. Yeah, I love playing drums. Yeah, um, right. I, uh, I, I think I... I think I can stay in the pocket uh, drum-wise, but you get can to... Can you sing and drum? That's yes, hard. Yes, You can. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah, but um, you get to a certain BPM and I'm, I, I know my limits with drumming and that's that. Right. Probably yeah. more of a rock drummer than a metal drummer, I think. No thrash or... Yeah, because that's a whole other level of all the double yeah, kicks and yeah. yeah. It's all the guns and roses I watched. It's just 
yeah. just got me there. I love Gunners. <laughs> yes, yeah, awesome. So. Um, so speaking of gigs, um, we did sort of touch on this a bit earlier, but how has your recent experience changed the way you behave at gigs now? Obviously, you have to be a little bit more careful and a little bit less stage divey. <laughs> but I've heard, for example, you've started a little side project, which has the coolest name. It's Cy the Merch Guy. Uh, <laughs> so tell me about this. So this is a way yeah. that you can still be at gigs. Yeah. But yeah, so having my my sternum is completely wired up um, from top to bottom. It's like a, a suit, and um, so there's certain things. Um, and having a part inside me that's of um, great sort of, it's very complex. And um, I've had actually had a couple of things moved on my heart as well. And there's a couple of veins and things they moved. So it's it's all you know, it's scar tissue and things like that. Yeah, so right. no more you know comp basketball. No more running and jumping into the crowd and, um, you know, I, I, I'm on blood thinners, so I don't really drink anymore. I haven't drank since, but, the, the, you know, it's just, it's all a bit complex. So to simplify those things, yes, um, no crowd surfing, even though the first gig back, my friends did pick me up and proceeded to waterboard me with beer. Um, uh, thanks to Ryan from Black Reno for that one. It'll uh, it, got, it tasted so great. <laughs> it tasted so good. It was amazing. Anyway, so... To preserve things and to make things simpler for myself because uh, I'm always about simplifying and making it easier. I can only take so much on at a time in my brain. Mm. So um, I, I had this idea that um, there's always people pushing for merch and I noticed some interstate bands that drive all this way and they, they have all their gear and they're just sort of just stuck at their merch desk because the way these bands make money is to sell merch these days more than ever. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's vital, even for and big bands. Can I just intervene mm. for a second here? If it's not the band mm. that is stuck behind the merch desk, it's their girlfriend. Exactly. Hi. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> girlfriend of yeah. guy in a band. Um, and we get stuck on merch and we'd yeah. really like to go and enjoy watch yes. our partners perform, but we're looking after merch. So yeah. steps in, sigh the merch guy. Yeah. So and Shannon, you go and watch Jimmy play. <laughs> I'm going to look after yeah. merch. So for a it's so cool. <laughs> the idea for a reasonable fee, you know, there's always that part of it as well. It's like, well, I'm not going to sit at the bar and be sober. I should be from a good safe distance. I want to go see bands. Yeah. Why not pedal some merch? Why not hustle? I love hustling for people. It's something I've always liked to do. I believe in the bands that I want to that reach out to. It's not like, hey, yeah, yeah, they suck, but hey, I'm it's not like you're selling bucks. something you don't believe in. You know, you're like, believing yeah. in yeah, what yeah, you're selling. Yeah. yeah, that's super yeah. cool. And I can be intense, so um, why not channel that intensity and you know sell some merch for some bands and make yeah. the side money and all that and um. But more importantly, being present in it, you know. So, um, yeah, that's um, that's got a lot to do with it. Um, oh my goodness! Dog's balls. Back on. Alrighty. So, that's Cy the Merch guy. <laughs> do you think your music, your story, has helped people or inspired people to think a bit harder about? the mortality or the place in life for the better? Um, I'd like to think so. I think people that um, sort of know what I'm about or um, maybe what, so, you know, you have people that, oh, your lyrics are this and your lyrics are that. What are you going, what are you on about there? And da-da-da-da-da. Maybe more those people are a bit more um, invested in sort of taking the time to what you're actually on about instead of just yelling and screaming and carrying on and having heaps of fun. Um, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd like to think I'm a positive influence 
uh, as far as you know heavy music is such a great outlet it's you know i've always seen it like a diary entry i've always said that it's like just such a discharge of emotion and um and no but it's just nothing better than heavy heavy music and something with real real substance to it to just sort of you know just thrash out to and just sort of you know it's a real carnal thing it's uh something that's deep in humans i think is to sort of just yeah, you know, get that energy out, and that's what I love. I've always loved about the heavier side of music. So I'd like I see people having a really, really good time when they watch my band and other bands. But um, I'd like to think there's a yeah, there's a real positive to it there. Yeah, for sure, and an influence. I think the influence goes by the people who enjoy it, and um, and there's many of them. Yeah, having been in the you. crowd at your recent yeah. um performance at the Mansfield Tavern. Um, yeah, I was surrounded by people that were like, and a few people that hadn't seen you for a little while mm-hmm. and were like, like one guy is, I will name him, he probably won't care, but Rowan from Black Swamp, he yeah, was yeah. standing next to me and he goes, fucking hell, he's like, they just keep getting better. <laughs> like he was like, he's just, he was doing that whole, God damn, like they're just, look at them now. Yeah. Like, and so yeah, he's obviously mm. always been a fan, but he was blown away by, because there was some new songs that you were playing. And yeah, yeah. We yep. played nearly half our album. Well, you know, I'm 38. The other guys are nearly 40s. Uh, Shane's a bit younger. But um, when we were kids, you could sort of muck around and, you know, oh, that was crap, but who cares? Let's go get drunk. Now it's like time without your kids when you rehearse and yeah. time, you know, oh, I'm going to be tired for my job. And, you know, I don't really think about that whole much. I just love doing what I do in my life. But it's more, you know, like let's be proud of – let's rehearse, you know. Let's actually be proud of this and really push. And you've got to have a little bit of confidence too, you know. I remember Randy Blythe saying, from Lamb of God, saying that when they got the Metallic, their first Metallica tour, they had to be somewhat cocky to even complete it because yeah, they're like, right. you can't just get out there and be like, oh, God, what are we going to do? Like, And this, it's not a rivalry thing. It's just more like, we've got to bring it. Like, yes. People have paid money. We're a local band. We've got to bring it. Like, We're middle of the bill. Let's bring it. And that's what yeah, meet metal, that energy at that same music. level. Yeah, that's what hardcore music, that's what our peers did. That's what mm. our peers do. Sometimes they get really, really old and you're like, whoa, maybe you should just call it. But, you know, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> oh, um, never yeah. too old to rock Yeah, out, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, excess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, but why, not, why not make something as tight as possible and as, um, you know, make yourself accountable for it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. So, do you have any advice for anyone going through a hard time mentally, physically, medically, or otherwise that has helped you? Um, it's so important to just continue talking about it. To talk to someone, be it one person or be like me, it talks to like 50 people. Mm. Um, as long as you're letting sort of someone know where you're at or having someone check in. I've got a couple of people at the moment I like keeping an eye on because um, I'm extremely worried about them in their mental state. So it's just as uh, managing them, but they came to me like they're like, you're someone I can trust. You're someone I know. Um, we'll see this for what it is, but and they don't nece- you don't necessarily have to go into details of what you're going through. It's just keeping that line of communication. So for anyone who is going through one, obviously support, seek support there's so many great things lifeline all you know uh, beyond blue all those amazing organizations but a friend is so simple a family member hey i'm not doing too well and there's a real stigma that goes with that um i don't think it's gender-based personally either i think it's the person themselves 
who are afraid to reach out, that speaks that they've been afraid for a long time to speak about anything that is hurting them and making them feel horrible. But if you actually do it and take a chance on someone, mate, there are a lot of people out there that just want to help. And um, I, I see it in so many, I've got some most, obviously some of the most amazing friends and just the amount of times I've asked if I'm okay mentally in the last little while, all, and we were talking about this earlier, I'm really just giving back a bit too. And I'm not doing it because I feel I need to, I want to, and um, I've got something to give. I've got a lot of love to give. And if that is one person like, um, you know, that just needs a support, then, um, you know, hey, how are you? You know, it's as simple as that to open dialogue to, hey, no, I'm not doing so well, you know. And that's that's my advice. And you can't force that on people, but just openly getting it out in the open in some shape or form. You know, we live in a community world. You don't need to be face-to-face now. You can do it in so many different ways. Absolutely. You know, yeah. text, email, pod, this, you yeah, know, record podcast. it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Record it, uh, mail, IBIS, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> just it's so important to start that. Being silent does not work Absolutely. at all. It's just no one will ever know. And it's really unfair on the people that love you. If you they never knew, it's like, well, you hear that all the time. We never knew. They seem so happy. Yeah. You know, and look at the people we've lost in the music music industry because yeah. of it. like they were silent you know and it, yeah. it's within minutes this this can be gone yeah you know, seconds and um so that's my advice is reach out to something or someone yes yeah 100 yep. that's very good advice mm. i feel like there's a thing there sigh the merch guy and also sigh <laughs> the guy to come to <laughs> if you're having a bit of a moment yeah. at a gig absolutely come and see sigh yep. the merch guy yep. And yep. have a chat. Buy some merch. Pull up a few. Yeah, you don't just yeah. Buy yep. some merch, and yep. we'll also talk. Grab a packet of chips. Yes. Grab a, a soda water, and let's yep. chat. You know, or a beer, or yes. a double, triple, quadruple shot of Jack. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have a sip, maybe a sniff. Yeah, um, you know, just <laughs> your drink of choice. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. it is really important <laughs> to talk and be open about yeah. things. So, and I definitely think what. I mean, even before you went through what you went through, mm. I always found you to be a very friendly, approachable, lovely guy, which is one of the reasons everyone wanted to help you too straight away. Mm. But yeah, so yeah. it's really good. Thank you. Good yeah, I think it's just um, more. Um, it's and I and thank you for that. That really, really means a lot, Sham. Um, it's more. Um, I just seem a bit more focused these days. It's, I'm so dazed in some ways, but so focused in other ways. It's just a that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it's like what the all right. Well, okay, here we are. I'll just continue being. You know, when you you sort of do you gain or lose your sense of self in some ways, and it's like yeah, you start to, as I was saying earlier, like who am I? I've never asked that question. Yeah, you know, it's like wow, no. Seriously, it's a heavy I'm, question. I'm, I'm still here. Like, yeah. who am I? <laughs> like, what am I going to represent? What am I going to do? And it's and it's it's subconscious. It's not like you know. Today, I'm going to ask how that person's going. Go me. It's not that. It's just a just projecting out. It's just like I get, I get a yeah. real it comes kick naturally. Out. Yeah. yeah, I get a real kick out of how people are. Yeah, you know, and um, I want them to be okay because they're good humans. You know, and absolutely. The others that aren't, well, that's their journey. Good on them. Yes, <laughs> I think they're all good humans. Some people just get a bit misguided. And, and damaged and all yeah. that. So, as you, you said earlier, so many layers. Yeah, yes, so layers. So many layers to people. Yes. Yeah, so. Like an onion yes, in exactly. Shrek where yep. it says, yeah. Is that from Shrek? <laughs> where Donkey says something about you're like an onion? I don't know. 
Me ogres with my are friend. like onions. Hey? <laughs> ogres are like onions. <laughs> ogres are like onions. We're all ogres. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Beautiful. So is there any other closing comments that we want to add or we're all good with closing up here? I yeah. think we should. I think we could talk for hours about mm. all the different layers of everything. Absolutely. But no worries. Thanks so much, Simon, for being our very first guest on Music for the Mind. It's been a pleasure chatting to you, especially about what we chat chat about because there was really interesting stuff that I didn't expect. So yeah. I wish you all the very best with Massic and Sight the Match Guy and everything else. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having us. Uh, thanks for having me. Us. Uh, it really means a lot, and it's an awesome platform to um, talk about it and sort of again open up some dialogue, maybe with some more things in the future. And yeah, yeah. I'm all ears to talk to people. Thank Always. you so much. Thank you so guys. much. It means a lot. So yeah, keep an eye on Music for the Mind socials for our next episode, and to find out who our next guest guest will be you can tune in and stay up to date via our facebook instagram and of course spotify with huge thanks to our guest today simon and also to that's not canon productions and poet and muse media we'll see you next time bye Bye. hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.